0: My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. My name is Sean Jordan. I'm here with my very special guest, Terry Shake. We met through Facebook Uh, Me joining your Facebook support group, uh, Mm -hmm. which is the Outdoors Adventures for the Disabled. Mm -hmm. And we've just been talking and chatting back and forth over time. And do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself or how you started getting into this?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh and I grew up fishing with my dad all the time. Um, didn't really do much hunting until about... 13, 14, I got moved out of the city and moved up to the country with my grandparents. And then I started hunting with my grandfather, my buddies, my dad. So I started to get into hunting and fishing, but mainly in the beginning was just fishing. So, um, yeah, I kind of took off from there and I loved it. I would go every season as much as I could, you know, when you get to time. But then uh, I went away to college, came home from college. I moved down to Pittsburgh to work for my uncle. And, um, that's when I had got shot. And so when I got shot, I fished here and there, but you know, I really wasn't, I didn't hunt much anymore. I was really wasn't healthy. I got addicted to my pain pills. It was, uh,
0: it was pretty bad. So it took years, years for me to get to where I am now. Yep. If it's not too much, did you want to get in how you got shot or?
1: No, yeah, that's fine. I had got into a, a argument with a guy leaving a bar, mm-hmm. and um, him and his buddies were arguing with my younger brother, and I got in the middle of it, and uh, we started arguing back and forth, and I punched a guy, and he fell down, and I turned to walk away, and when I was walking away towards my little brother, his eyes got real big, and he was like, Terry, he's getting up, and he has a gun, and I turned around and looked, and he just started shooting. That's all I remember, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. I really am.
1: Yeah, stuff happens, man.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So, what gave you the idea for the Facebook group that you started up?
1: Well, I got, uh, I finally got my health straightened out and I got off all the, the medication and I was thinking clearly again. And I wanted to get back into hunting, but I didn't, there were certain things I didn't know I could do or how to do. Besides my buddies helping me, it was just, you know, I'd get into a truck, they'd take me somewhere, park me, come back, get me later, put drives on for me. So my buddies help out a lot. I mean, they get me in and out of boats. But I was always curious if there was other people that were disabled, if there's other people that wanted to know the same information, how to go about hunting or fishing or who you can contact. So uh, that's when I started the group. And it's taken off a little bit it's starting to slow down now but hopefully we can pick back up but yeah i just wanted to get uh involved and i like helping people too so
0: oh, that's great the
1: groups the group has been kind of a blessing for me
0: oh yes it it looks like it is and i love seeing all the photos you're posting of all your adventures that you've had and what you're going to have yeah uh was the the antelope pictures that you posted not antelope yeah, we call them anyway. that low, but pronghorn. Was that recent recent or was that last year?
1: That was just last fall. I had, a before I went into the hospital before my last plastic surgery, I was looking up groups that worked with disabled people, taking them out on hunting trips. And a lot of them were already filled or you had to be a lot of requirements. A lot of them required that you be a veteran. Well, I wasn't a veteran, so... I found Wyoming disabled hunters and anybody could apply as long as you had your permit, your disabled permit from Wyoming game and fish. Hmm. So I applied. And then one day I was laying in my recovery bed. My sister was actually, I thought somebody was calling about my sister. My sister was really sick at the time she was passing away in the hospital. I didn't even want to answer the phone, but I did anyway. And some guys like, Hey, are you, are you Terry Burke shake? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, you want a hunting trip in Wyoming? I was like, get the hell out of here. I was like, yeah, right. I didn't win. He's like, no dude, I'm serious. Yeah, you did. Nice. He's like, "Wow, well, I never got that reaction before, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So all we had to do was pay for, uh, our airfare and, um, my buddy, one of my best friends went with me. They, we flew out, they picked us up at the airport and they took us to a beautiful ranch, and uh, we met a lot of nice, awesome guys, a lot of guys there volunteering. And um, it was it was just the whole trip was amazing. We we went uh, we went out to eat, we went out target shooting, and we went hunting, and um, we rented a car and went up to Yellowstone for a day. Just the whole the whole trip, the whole experience out there was amazing. I would recommend anybody that wants to go out west hunting to definitely apply with those guys.
0: Nice. And you're running a startup, your own not-for-profit, to help people out, too. Yeah. uh, Yep. How are you wanting to go about doing that? And how far has it gone?
1: Right now, we're just in the beginning. We just came up with a mission statement. So I still have a lot of paperwork to do online, um, applications and stuff like that. But uh, I want to take it as far as I can take it and help as many people as I can. I know there's a lot of people... I mean, to go hunting and fishing, it's not the most expensive thing to do, but it does take some money. You have to have fishing rods, you have to have a rifle, you have to have different stuff, you know, clothes to wear out. And some people just don't do it because they don't have it. So if we could raise the funds for them, or even on my trip, how I had to pay for the airfare, my best friend paid for that trip, that airfare ticket for me. So. Um, if we could do that for somebody, if we could get somebody's fishing rods, if we can get them a rifle, we, we, whatever they may need, clothes. If we can do that for someone, that would be great.
0: That's that sounds very wonderful. Uh, have you talked to any of the other non for profits to see how well that they how they do it, and or yeah, any other sponsors? Yeah,
1: actually, I have. Um, The only reason I'm going to go, try to go nonprofit is because to get these funds, a lot of people don't want to give them unless they can get the tax write-off. So I've called a lot of nonprofits and I even want to try to work for one or volunteer just to see how the process works so I can learn because I don't really know right now. I'm just, this is just, it's all new to me kind of. So, um, there was a gentleman, he's in the group The group from uh, Hooks and Triggers. He runs a real good nonprofit and he gave me a lot of ideas on um, things to do with the group, different ways you can raise money, um, make sure you keep track of the money, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that because you don't want to get your stuff jammed up. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds like it's actually gonna go well for you. Obviously it's in the beginning phases, so it's yeah. baby steps till you can start walking a little more. Yeah. And with as with everything new, that's how you approach it. And you were also talking about wanting to start a podcast. I mean Lord, yeah. man, you're you're pushing you're pushing out multiple ways there.
1: I wanted to do a YouTube channel as well. It's uh my life's been pretty crazy and everybody that I tell my story to say you should tell people and talk to people and let them know. I mean, my life was pretty hard. I've been through some crazy stuff. I'm surprised that I'm even here now talking to you. It's uh so if somebody can learn from my story of one kid I could talk to one kid and be like, Look, listen, you know, doing the things you're doing you're gonna either end up dead or like me in a chair. Mm-hmm. If we could reach, if I could reach one kid and want make a difference, then it's worth it. I feel
0: so. Nice. Yeah, you could also, with that, try and be a motivational speaker or go to schools and talk to kids too.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's got the sky's the limit. Really, it really yeah. is. Yeah.
0: And I thought I had a lot on my plate doing barbecue, <laughs> doing barbecue, a podcast, work, and it's all it's politics. all time consuming. Hey. If you can handle it, do it. I don't knock anybody for wanting to do it. <clears throat> now, you said you started out hunting at what age, 13?
1: Probably about 13, 14, yeah. Just white tail deer hunting, a um, mm-hmm. little bit of turkey hunting, maybe mostly just deer deer hunting. Did a little bit of bear hunting. Um, I'm jealous. Up and down mountain world. It's a lot of walking, a lot of walking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that's that was what was so great about going out to Wyoming is I've never been hunting outside of the state. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think my next goal would be to hit go back or hit Alaska. I really want to go to Alaska and go fishing. It's just so beautiful there. There's I, a few things up there I want to do. Oh yeah, I just want to I just want to broaden my experiences. I just don't want to. It's great hunting here at home, and especially I get to spend time with my buddies and the camaraderie. Just. Not even, it's not even really about getting something. It's about seeing them, laughing, having a good time, and um, just being back home.
0: But, now, you're primarily waterfowl or with your buddies, or do you just go to White tail? Whitetail deer hunting, yeah. yep. Now, they're pretty big out that way?
1: Yeah, we get some big deer. Yeah, it's a, I guess it's like anywhere. It depends on how the year is on the, the uh, fawns and stuff like that, how much food they're getting. But, okay. yeah, it it. I mean, years ago, when there before the restrictions, people would were shooting the spikes. Uh, I mean, on my deer, first deer, I've shot a spike. So, but now with the point, the point uh, restrictions on there, you see a lot more bigger deer now
0: walking around. What's the point restriction out there? It's three on one side. Oh, it has to have at least wow. three on one side. Yeah, in order for you to shoot, they, you can't shoot antlerless animals. Uh, antlerless deer.
1: And, well, you can. You can get a doe tag. Uh, but you can't, I mean, you have to apply for that before the season, but you can't just, if you don't have a doe tag, you just can't go out and shoot a doe.
0: Yeah, our state's a little different. We can, oh, really? Uh, yeah, since they're, I think, a little more plentiful in my area. We can apply for a combo tag. So it covers muzzleloader, right, uh, firearms, and archery season. And you can get two antlerless deer and one antlered deer or three antlerless deer one each per season or two in archery
1: See, so you can, our tag covers archery, muzzleloader and and firearms as well but you can't, you have to have a doe tag to shoot a doe no, and I'm not sure about archery because I don't I don't really go archery hunting I never tried <laughs> archery hunting so I'm not sure if you can just shoot a doe, doe with a bow without mm-hmm. having a tag you may be able to, I'm not sure
0: yeah, well, public land is for firearm season, and it's firearms only. I don't know why, but during firearm season, you cannot use a uh, shoot antlerless deer. So, if it doesn't have antlers, you cannot shoot it. Really? And Yep, and it has to be, I believe, three inches tall to in order to be classified as an illegal deer.
1: I think that's how it used to be here. I think it used to be three inches. The spike had to be at least three inches, and then they put the points restriction on.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm trying to shoot bigger deer because, obviously, bigger deer provides more meat. Well, you
1: already had experience with big deer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that That is a – as of right now, he's the once in a lifetime for me, so – that's
1: a beautiful
0: deer. Because my hunting experience started when my son was one, and he's gonna be eight this year. So oh, you started hunting when you started taking him hunting? Um, no, actually, I started hunting with my father-in-law. We as a way to bond with him, mm-hmm. but and it's evolved since then because he was doing straight white tail, but his body, he had Parkinson's bad back and diabetes and his body just won't allow him to go out anymore uh, but he he taught me and i got the hunting bug over my brother-in-law's really and so it's evolved into wanting to go white waterfowl hunting morning dove hunting basically anything i can get my hands on now yeah including turkey season which i'm classifying this season as a success right now because i have yet to break my foot. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's I, what happened last time you broke your foot yeah i was walking and i had a broken foot prior to but i didn't realize it um, stepped over a log and just shifted enough that it was an, enough to make me hobble 100 plus yards out of the woods wow <laughs> yeah see I, I don't have
1: much experience hunting you know waterfowl any turkey i have really never tried any other type of hunting i want to though and mm. i'm open to any try anything so well i know the perfect waterfowl guy now in texas <laughs> oh yeah mr Reguera. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He- <laughs> that guy's amazing oh he really he is. is he, he is, is a, very amazing he's guy. an inspiration he's a good dude
0: yeah and so how are what were you going to name your podcast were you just going to name it uh
1: I don't know if I would just want to name it Outdoor Adventures for the Disabled and just keep it all group because I want to talk about um, everyday life things in there like addiction, like my <laughs> battle with addiction, um, moving from the city to the country and some of the things I went through dealing with that. And uh, I just want to leave all the doors open. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd have them separate. I'd probably keep them all as one. but. I don't know if I just want to keep the name as Outdoor Adventures Road Disabled because I want to touch on a bunch of different subjects and talk. No,
0: so. Worst case, worst case scenario is you can just label it AOD, uh, OAD, yeah, like you like are labeling because yeah, that works well. It's perfect. <clears throat> so who,
1: who who knows? We'll see. But right. like I said, I want to keep my options open just so I'm not restricted to talking about certain things. I want to be able to talk about everything on
0: it. That sounds fine. What type of equipment have you gathered over your years of hunting since your disability happened?
1: Well, I didn't really gather anything for myself. I went to – there's a pit in Duquesne, our colleges here in the city, and um, they gave me an idea because I was volunteering to do studies for them, and they were trying to come up with something – that would cast. There was a girl that was trying to go fishing and she couldn't use her arms. So they were trying hmm. to come up with something that would cast for her. Yeah. And uh, real. So I did a study with them trying to come up with something and they ended up coming up with like a, a slingshot type system, kind of like how you see those bait launchers for the ocean where they'll use the CO2 container and launch the frozen squid out to the ocean. Do you ever see those?
0: No. Nah, Are uh, you talking about the uh, surf casting?
1: Yeah, that might be, I'm not sure what it's called, but they have a, a system where they put a piece of uh, frozen bait into a tube yep. and shoot it out into the water. Yep. casting. So it's kind of, uh, it was kind of like that, but a more crude system. Um, hmm. So I, I did I did a, a study where uh, trying to come up for an exercise program, um, power wheels for uh, wheelchairs that would power assist you on pushing. Um, But I don't really have any special equipment for myself. I usually, when I go hunting, I just use what I would normally use. An able-bodied person would use. I'm still pretty strong upper body, so I can still transfer and um, hold a gun on my own. I don't really need
0: anything. I use a tripod. That's about it. Yeah, I who doesn't use one on. of those? Yeah. Uh, do you have any specialized chairs like in – oh, good Lord. Track chair? Yeah. No.
1: I've seen them out in Wyoming. Wyoming Disabled Hunters had three of them. Yeah. And I was meaning to try one, but I didn't even get in one because the guys were using them, so I didn't need it. Um, so, But no, I've never tried one. I hear they're really nice. Um, they're a bit expensive. Uh, yeah, and uh, if anything, I would be interested in uh, the little buggy that Chad used in his big video, the the coyote. Oh, that thing is real quiet, battery operated. I would love to have one of those.
0: Oh, that'd be perfect. Like he was doing, he was fly fishing in that thing, yeah. And because the whales are so open, the water can just flow through, it's not going to create too much drag. And
1: obviously,
0: right in the water, huh? Yeah, he was moving through it without a problem. Wow! Get your waders on, and that's it. Yeah, well, I say don't go too high, obviously. (laughs) But yeah, it it looks pretty cool. Yeah. So that was one thing, and obviously, with a non for profit that you're starting up, you can apply for to get those things too as well.
1: yeah, if somebody would want to get one, yeah, I would definitely try to get one for
0: someone. That would be great. Uh, yeah, I know a couple of people that have got some track chairs because of non for profits like really? uh, Dis- Disabled Outdoorsman USA got uh, one for a previous guest of mine's daughter, Kinsey. She has one, and I think can pull a deer. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of that you track can chair do the inclines
1: too. Yeah, the track
0: play. chair. Yeah, yeah, they're they're
1: awesome. They are cool. They I'd got like to stem it up and everything.
0: Oh, I'd love to see that, that coyote in action going oh, dragging yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, you that would be imagine, cool. Imagine getting one of those out into Wyoming and pulling a uh, mule you deer or something. Cruise. Yeah, you could just cruise by yourself. Hell, <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yep. Clean your animal, put it in the cooler behind you, get in the chairs because – You know, you'd have to anyways if you're going by yourself. But Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people would be helping out and be able to just drag that thing, seeing the uh, torque on that. Mm -hmm. I also
1: liked uh, Chad's truck. He has. I was thinking I want to get a truck here in maybe a month, two months. I've been saving. Nice. And I've seen a bronze system where the chair, a little lift will slide out from underneath the the seat and then raise you up to your seat. And then, like a crane, will take your chair and put it in the back. But I like how Chad did it. He broke his chair. He just had a platform that rose up, broke mm-hmm. his chair down, and threw it threw it behind right. him in the seat behind
0: him. Yeah, right mm-hmm. behind you. Do you have any special adaptive equipment for driving, or are you still? For me, fine? I, I'm still driving normally. I've had to Nobody. adapt. Yeah, I've had to adapt the way I, I drive my feet, but because oh, my, my I can't move my feet. So I can push down all the way up, but I have to lift my entire leg up oh, to let okay. off. Okay. Yeah, so there's no uh, up, down, left, right motion with my feet. Okay. So it's always just, okay, push down, push down to a certain extent, pull back up. Okay. Do you think you would ne- ever need hand controls someday or? I'm hoping not. I'm hoping because, not, yeah. Well, with the way the doctor was describing it to me about my feet, it's just, spider webbed with reinforcements because of no. my weight i'm a heavy guy <laughs> yeah i'm tall and i weigh 230 to 250 on average so okay
1: if you ever do need them they're not that bad if you've ever rode a four-wheeler or a dirt bike or have any kind of coordination they're pretty easy i was supposed to take an eight-week course and i did it in three so i would love to
0: get an e-bike an e-bike? What's that? It's a fat wheel bike. Yeah, it's a fat-tired bike that okay. essentially you ride on, but it's electric motor-assisted. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some research. There's some that have one where you can push it. And it's got mm-hmm. that extra torque, so you can pull a full-size black bear in a sled behind you.
1: I've seen it I seen that on a
0: video not too long ago. Yes, so. Brian
1: cow or Cal. They were they were out hunting uh, black bear and they took those e bikes in with them.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> had a little trail behind them. That right there is a game changer. I would love to do. I would have loved to have that for my deer. Just drag him out that way. Yeah, I was. He. I'm not kidding you. He was that heavy that me with doing deadlifts and squats and everything. Mm-hmm. I was having trouble dragging him across grass. He was that heavy. Wow i mean he was literally as big as me yeah i think yeah. you don't think that they weigh that much but they do yeah was that after you got them too yeah yeah well, he went 20 yards into the wood and that was it mm-hmm. so uh what's for the future what are you plans for the future
1: Right now, it's just work on this group and this nonprofit. Um, I want to find a new print place for the merch that I want to put out. But, uh, yeah, right now, it's just doing this paperwork. I want to have a job here soon and a vehicle, and I'm going to load the – I had an idea of uh, when I get a vehicle, all the different groups or nonprofits that were in the group, I want to put their, their symbol or emblem on the vehicle, mm-hmm. and I just want to have a vehicle – just with all kinds of disabled groups and hunting groups and all kind of stuff
0: just plastered all over the vehicle. Free advertising, right? Yep. Maybe I, I think... should charge. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. $30 a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mine, simple colors. So.
1: Well, Thanks. actually, no, sorry to cut you off. It just came back to me. I didn't write this down. What I also wanted to do was tra- Travel. Like across the country and meet new spinal cord patients and, mm. you know, talk to them and let them know life isn't over. It's just going to be different. It's going to be, it's going to be hard, but it's, it's not over. And maybe take them fishing, get it on video, maybe interview them, see what they think. How's it, how's things going? But yeah, I really want to, I really want to get up and try to meet um, new people and help them along the way, give them some advice on, what they can expect because I went through a horrible time. I'm depressed for years
0: and it took me a long time to get to where I'm at now. Yeah. Getting out of the depression is not fun. Yeah. Um, Question uh, on to the, with your accident and then going through all that, did you think you suffered from any PTSD? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I went to see a counselor and she told me, um, That she thought I had PTSD, but they wanted to put me on medication, and that was that point in time. um, My ex-wife now, she was trying to get me off all the medication, Mm -hmm. and um, so I took it for a while. But it started—I could tell it was starting to make me feel different. So I uh, just—I got off of it, and I just—I deal with things now the best I can on my own. Do you think going out into the woods and hunting? oh my gosh, yes. has helped out it's greatly ner- it is therapy like yesterday we went to a fishing derby we took my buddy's kid to a fishing derby, and um it was raining, it was miserable out, I was muddy, but we were catching fish for these kids. We would hook them and give them the rod and to see the smiles on their faces, how happy they were it was it's definitely therapy, yeah.
0: And yep. much better than any antidepressant that you can yep. take on market for sure. And you don't need to catch anything or actually shoot anything.
1: Just sitting there, breathing the fresh air, watching nature.
0: It's Being intense, out there. amazing
1: things for you. It really does amazing things for you.
0: Now that's good. And I really like hearing that. I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, good Lord. Sorry. Uh, do you want to showcase a, a plug your social media?
1: Uh, yeah. What What do I give you? The group name?
0: Oh, um, you can list everything that you have for social media if people want to get a hold of you, if people want to talk to you yourself. or.
1: Uh, yeah, you could get a hold of me, uh, TL Shake, S C H A K E, at yahoo.com or uh, Outdoor Adventures for the Disabled. I'm um, on Instagram. I'm not even sure what my name is on Instagram. I think it's just it's t- uh, Terry Bullet Shake on Instagram. Um, oh, so I did say the middle name right, lat, wrong. But that's uh, yeah. I don't. I gotta get. I gotta get more on social media. Yeah. I gotta do more. I'm not uh, too computer savvy or, insta- or social media savvy. It's a learning insta- curve. Insta, Google, and Tweetbase. <laughs> <what I> say. <laughs> it's, to face. It's,
0: it's amazing. We grew up on video games, and now computers are just outside of our reach, and we're slowly yeah. learning them. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, and I hope to go share more of your adventures, and hopefully meet up with you in the near future. Hell yeah! So,
1: Maybe sometime we'll run into each other down in Chad's or down in
0: Texas, right? Well, yeah. I'm hoping to be down in September, yeah. hopefully.
1: You ever so, come out east? You ever come this way? I have yet
0: to go out to east really? to Pennsylvania. Last time I was out there, I was a teenager, so it was oh, on a yeah. field trip. Yeah. So, I mean, if I ever make it up that way, I'll let you know for sure. Right. right.
1: I'll right, see you
0: well, in touch, y'all. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me, buddy. Yep.